This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I've watched some of you folks who stand in front of me on television in dangerous circumstances reporting on this stuff. You know it. It's one thing to look at it on television and hear someone else report it, but you're standing there and you're wondering, whoa, what's that behind me? You know, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. It's, uh, it's true. As, as Lunch Bucket Joe would say, the President of the United States and leader of the free world, it does make a difference. It certainly does. We are truly blessed to be alive in such a glorious era of American history, are we not? Lunch bucket, Joe, we got Bidenomics going for us. You know, never mind the, uh, the madness, the crime wave. I, uh, I woke up this morning. I live in the city of Washington in a uh, building, a, a high rise, a very high rise. It's not that high, really, because nothing's really that high of a rise in Washington, D.C. But I woke up this morning to a, and he didn't wake me up, but I, I woke up and it was 11 minutes after 5 a.m. And I woke up prior to my alarm going off. The alarm's there just in case. And outside my building, there was a person having a, what I might describe as a psychotic fit. I'm not a medical doctor like Jill Biden. <laughs> but uh, a, a man, uh, I would uh, I'd diagnose him, amateur diagnosis, as a psychotic fit, uh, screaming, let's let go. Let go. And he's screaming, let go. And I, I got up and I walked over to, to check him out. And he's just standing there on the sidewalk, uh, kind of looking up and looking down, screaming at the top of his lungs, let go, let go. And, uh, you know, about 100 times I, I went and got a banana and some orange juice and uh, uh, psychotic. And I was, I think I told you, I told you yesterday, last couple of days, about the, uh, the guy in the middle of uh, traffic, a six-lane road, uh, shirtless doing push-ups in the middle of uh, in the middle of the road had no idea where he was or what was around him didn't know he was in traffic and didn't know he wasn't wearing a shirt it was warm out uh, however because of climate change obviously uh, and uh, driving home I, I did mention this one driving home uh, I think day before yesterday and there was a uh, man standing in the middle of traffic again a six lane road uh, about a block from the radio station uh, Wisconsin Avenue and he was uh, standing in the middle of uh, traffic, having a very animated and loud conversation with a telephone pole, and looking up at the telephone pole and shouting at it and waving his hands about. It. And uh, so, and these are these are not the same people. These are all uh, different people, of course. Not it's not like it's one person in three different locations. This is uh, what le- let me just say the Democrats have done, uh, and what we have done as a society. Our our solution for mental illness is to uh, throw the mentally ill out on the street. And we've become city after city in America, open air kind of, you know, like we got a, a, a like an, a, a market of <laughs> a marketplace of uh, bad ideas going here. But uh, it's an open air insane asylum, Washington D.C. And uh, I'm not, I haven't even gotten to Congress yet. But the uh, open air insane asylum that is Washington D.C., that is New York City, that is San Francisco, 
that is Chicago, Illinois, and um, and it's uh, it's become a nut house. I uh, my best girl and I we walked about uh, you know uh, maybe a little over a half mile to a restaurant the other day, and we counted the crazy people, the mentally ill people that we went by, and we counted seven seven of them, and uh, you know down on the sidewalk um, uh, doing uh, weird things and and uh, passing by you and glassy eyed. Uh, zombies. It's the it's the zombie apocalypse, and the Democrat Party is facilitating it because yeah they uh, you know well uh, I think most of them are mentally ill, aren't they? Uh, Jeff Wolf here in the studio with me again today. Michael Piercy once again working from home, working but working from home, and uh, everywhere you go in this city and go to another city, you're going to find the same thing because uh, this is our solution as a society uh, to throw the mentally ill out on the street to fend for themselves to try to figure out where they're going to get food and where they're going to sleep and, and uh, to have psychotic fits and, uh, 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 you know, tramp in front of your little children and maybe knock them over occasionally. Uh, but it's not their fault because they're severely mentally ill. And, uh, you know, the, the leadership on this issue has been uh, dazzling, dazzlingly absent. There is nobody from the White House to the Congress to governor's mansions to mayors. Uh, nobody is leading on this issue. Nobody at all. And uh, this is, it's become, this is part of becoming a third world country. Now, I've been around, um, I've been around here and there, I've been around a lot of places. And India, uh, you know, India has a lot of people out on the street, but they're not all mentally ill. They're, uh, it's about poverty and, and things. But here, it's about mental illness. And uh, let's go, let's go, let go, it's not let's go, let go, let go, like somebody's holding him, but nobody's holding him. Right? And uh, and this is this is what has become normal because of the total absence of political leadership in the United States of America at every level of government. Uh, we also, oh, by the way, have you know kind of a crime. I was talking about this yesterday, the day before. All the crises, the ongoing. And I don't even like to think like this, but you know, I live in Washington D.C. The uh, the crime, the mental illness, the homelessness. Who who are the leaders on uh, those issues? Correct answer: No one. Absolutely no one. And uh, the crime and mayhem, completely berserk as well. Uh, and, in fact, the Washington Post. You know, I get the Washington Post at my front door every day. Uh, I, I'm having increasingly having trouble explaining why, except it's good fodder for a three-hour radio show. Uh, and uh, the Washington Post today, they've got uh, Indalia, which is not a good name for a hurricane or for anything else. It's not even a word. It's not even an identifiable word. What is Indalia? It's the, that, that's nothing. That's uh, stop using that. That's a stupid word for hurricanes or anything else. Idalia, right? Unleashes floods, comma winds in Florida, uh, also in uh, Georgia and the Carolinas. But pay no attention to that because some of the people at the post have second homes in Florida, so they noted Florida might have been damaged or something. That's why they care. Otherwise, they don't care about humanity or people or homelessness or mental illness or crime or anything like that. Powerful storm heads uh, north to Georgia. North to Alaska, power outages, disrupted travel, add to destruction, dun dun dun, and uh, and it's it was a big hurricane and it's and it's a terrible thing, and um, apparently according to reports today, three people there are three deaths uh, attributed to the uh, hurricane, two of them in Florida that are car accidents that happened before the hurricane made made landfall, right, uh, the third death in Georgia. Uh, a man was out in the street trying to clear a down tree when apparently another tree uh, fell and uh, killed him. So that's uh, three people. Keep in mind that three 
teenagers, all African-American, were murdered in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. And the Washington Post really didn't cover that because that's, uh, they, don't, uh, they don't really care about human life. That's not their thing. They do care about uh, politics of the Democrat Party. It's a front group for the Democrat Party, the Washington Post is. It's not a legitimate news organization at all. So uh, we've got that going for us. And I, I want to share uh, some more with that. And, and Governor Ron DeSantis, who had some sage advice for Democrats who might go out and uh, seize the opportunity to loot. You know how Democrats love looting. Gosh, they love looting, don't they? It's one of their favorite things. Uh, carjacking, that's one of their favorite things, too. Shooting people and looting. These are, uh, these are a few of my favorite things. We should rewrite the song, shouldn't we, for the Democrat Party? <laughs> We should, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we should rewrite the, uh, these are a few of my favorite things about the Democrat Party. That's a great idea for a song. I'm going to have to learn how to play the guitar now because uh, i got to do that song. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing stuff. It is. Also, the, uh, they, that, that's in the A sectional. They have the A sectional. That's out front. And then you go to the metro sectional because some of them are A sectional and some of them are metro sectional. And uh, the front page of the Metro sectional, that's their, uh, 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 their local news, allegedly. And uh, the, their big story, their lead story there is report, colon. They love their colons. Police aired on event. Wait a minute, the police are the bad guy in a story in the Washington Post? I can hardly believe that. Quote, indifference, end quote, to crowd is alleged. This is about a mass shooting in Baltimore a little while back, weeks ago, where uh, 30 people were shot at a block party. Woo-hoo, it's a block party. Dun, 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 dun. And then, uh, all right, everybody opened fire. And uh, 30 people were shot, two killed, 28 wounded. And uh, the, the shooting at Baltimore party left two dead, 28 uh, hurt. The sub-headline is, and they had uh, Ovetta Wiggins type up the story on behalf of the Democrat Party. And this, I read this, I was marveling at this story today. The uh, Baltimore Police Department's failure, see this, see this? <laughs> now, uh, Democrats shot 30 people at a block party. Uh, everyone is African American. It was 12.30 a.m., and it turns out that it's all the fault of the police. If only the police hadn't let this happen, see? Then, uh, then everybody wouldn't have been shot, and those two people would still be alive if just the police had uh, intervened. And if they had intervened, then, of course, the Democrats would lynch them as racists, even if they're black. Like in the Freddie Gray case, the neighborhood heroin dealer who became the hero of the Democrat Party. I wonder if he was a friend of Hunter Biden's. What do you think? Freddie Gray, Hunter Biden? Probably not. Probably not. But the Baltimore police, and, and this, this is amazing, Baltimore Police Department's failure, those are the first words, to respond appropriately to a crowd at an annual block party. It's an annual block party. It happens every year was one of several mistakes that contributed to what is thought to be the largest single shooting in the city's history, according to a report released by Democrats on Wednesday uh, by the mayor's office. The 173-page after-action report, that's like an after-action review in the, in the military after a combat uh, incident, right? You got your after-action and here they have to, they're calling because it's like a war zone, so they might as well. And it's 173 pages long because they got a whole bunch of different departments to put their, their bad ideas and their misguided uh, idiocy in. The 173-page after-action report ordered by Mayor Brandon Scott 
Let's go, Brandon. Doing a heck of a job up there. I know. Let's see. Democrats shot 30 people at a block party. Let's blame the cops. That's their that's their thing. And the Washington Post is good with that. So they go. So uh, the report was ordered by Mayor Brandon. Let's go, Brandon Scott. They got a let's go, Brandon, in Chicago, too. Doing a heck of a job there. Should probably not have mayors called Brandon. Turns out that's not working out very well. That might be one of the uh, contributing factors also. And compiled by the city's police and fire departments, its Office of Emergency Management, the Mayor's Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement. Uh, how you guys doing there? You, you getting, uh, getting high grades at the Mayor's Office of Safety and Engagement? And the Housing Authority of Baltimore City. Detailed failures by Baltimore officers before and after the shooting that left two dead and 28 others injured in July. That's last month. And they already have their report ready. We should put them in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation. That's been going on for five and a half years. Maybe we should get uh, these guys, uh, have the Baltimore Fire Department take over. According to a timeline included in the report, high-ranking police supervisors showed an, quote, indifference, end quote, to the swelling crowd. The crowd was swelling. Choosing not to intervene or bring in additional units. That's because they know that if they did that, they would be the bad guys. They'd be the villains. And the mayor's office would then lynch them, just like they did the six police officers in the Freddie Gray case, the neighborhood heroin dealer. Um, And they were all police officers of color, yet they were all accused of being racists. You know, kind of like Larry Elder is accused of being a white supremacist by the party of the KKK and the Confederacy. But uh, never mind that, because that's it. The report also found, wait, more fault for the police? There were breakdowns in the city's systems and processes, including a lack of preparation for the event and inadequate communication as uh, the event unfolded. There should be more communication. Say, hey, there are a bunch of Democrats here. It's 1230. It's after midnight. I'm just going to go on a limb here and say uh, everybody's going to start shooting each other. What do you think? Um, let, Let me, better communication would have probably been... The, the timeline also shows that Safe Streets staff, that's in capital letters, Safe Streets, they've got, uh, you know, it's, they have staff for Safe Streets. How you guys doing? You getting awards for your good work there? Don't blame them, though. The uh, Safe Streets staff, which includes violence interrupters. They have violence interrupters. You guys uh, fail that day? Who work on, uh, in high crime areas uh, throughout the city. They uh, mediated five conflicts one as late as 10.30 p.m. They mediated five conflicts. There were, there were five conflicts that they mediated. And, uh, and, then, and then you know what they did? Then, uh, you know, it was getting late, so they went home because uh, that's the thing. But they had left the event before the shooting began after 12.30 a.m. on July 2nd. So uh, it turns out that if only the police had uh, intervened, if they had used a heavy hand in this case, then they would be rewarded except they wouldn't be, by the Democrat mayor and the rest of the Democrat city agencies and departments, except that's all a lie. And the police know that. See, first you defund the police, then you neuter the police, then you put the police on trial and you accuse them of being the bad guys. And then when they don't stop Democrats, the problem is not our guns, it's your sons. When you don't stop the Democrats from shooting 30 people, then it's the fault of the police. See, that's why... All of our cities are going to hell because of ideas like this 
front page of the Metro sectional of the Washington Post today. Heck of a job, Democrats. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Also, the Washington Times today, their front page lead story, Trump opponents push states to disqualify Trump from ballots. See, that's a, it's a seditious conspiracy, and now it's out in the open. They should be arrested and charged immediately. Uh, and I got uh, the transgender uh, mother that saved her daughter from the school system, and I've got uh, Joe Biden. Uh, what do Joe Biden and Lily von Stoop have in common? I've got, uh, you know, from Blazing Saddles, I've got that coming up. Let's go to the phones, uh, Jeff. Let's go to Mary calling from Phoenix, Arizona. All the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. Hi, Mary. Hi, Chris. Hi. What do you say? What do you think, huh? Uh, okay, well, I have a new name for the hurricane. New name for the hurricane. hurricane? Yes, Hurricane Democrat. And this particular hurricane is not contained to any you know, one region, one part of the country is sweeping the entire nation with destruction and devastation wherever it goes. And it's called Hurricane... Democrat. Just Hurricane Democrat. That's right to the point. Hurricane Democrat's what's happening to the country. And uh, it's not uh, isolated to a couple of days uh, like this. Uh, I tell you, yeah, Hurricane and they're uh, causing destruction... Uh, on every level of um, untold proportions on a massive scale. Exactly, from west to east. Yeah, the uh, yeah the Democrat hurricane, which is just uh, wrecking havoc on our culture, on our civilization, on our country, on law and order, on our economy, um, on, uh, honestly, the open border stuff. Uh, Mary, did you see the Uzbeks? We got Uzbeks from Uzbekistan, you know, in the stands in Central Asia. Sneaking in across uh-huh. the border with the help of ISIS. Did you see that? Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Uh, don't worry, though, because the FBI is on the job. And if you can't trust the FBI, who can you trust? Honestly. Woo. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Well, you'll be surprised to learn that a, um, a new book coming out about Joe Biden, a, a glowing profile of Joe Biden, what other kind of book would come out? About how wonderful he is and how he doesn't sniff little girls and grope women. Well, it's not about how he doesn't do that. They just leave all that out because, you know, most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. Am I right? Of course I'm right. It's uh, Joe Biden. Here's the uh, the story. The, the Daily Caller has the story. Biden admits to feeling, quote, tired, end quote, in private amid speculation about his physical abilities. New book claims. Then, of course, there is his, you know, his mental abilities, which is another issue altogether, I think. President Joe Biden privately admits to feeling tired despite publicly maintaining he's fit for office at 80 years old. An upcoming book about the White House claims, according to an excerpt obtained by The Guardian, which is a newspaper of some repute. Franklin Four makes the claim in his upcoming book, The Last Politician, colon, they love their colons, inside Joe Biden's White House. Where else are you going to find the colon? And the struggle for America's future. The Guardian reported on uh, Tuesday that the White House has been tight-lipped about Biden's age and has defended the president by by pointing to his experience. Well, that he has. It's all all bad. But, you know, 100 years later, he's got some experience. His experience and track record of uh, four reportedly uh, doesn't cite a, a specific source from inside the White House. But the publisher states that the book the book goes uh, off of, quote, unparalleled access to the tight inner circle of advisors who have surrounded Biden for decades. For decades. They're up, they have walkers and things. See, and uh, they write, his advanced years, is he in his advanced years now or are we still waiting for this? His advanced years were a hindrance. Wait, his advanced years were a hindrance? Depriving him of the energy to cast a robust public presence. They love that word robust in Washington. Or the ability to easily conjure a name. That is to remember the name of the people sitting next to him that he's known for 20 years, which he continuously fails to do. It was striking that he took uh, so few morning meetings. I've talked about this many times. It was striking that he took so few morning meetings or presided over so few few public events before 10 a.m. That's because his workday starts at about 10 a.m. These days, it's more like 11 a.m. And it ends at about 3 p.m. It may uh, also be 2 p.m. And that's leaked out of the White House. His public persona reflected physical decline and times dulling of mental faculties that no pill or exercise regime can resist. That's what the book says. In private, he would occasionally admit that he felt tired. He would occasionally admit that he felt tired. And, uh, you know, I, I saw that this morning, and I thought, poor poor Joe Biden. I'm tired. He's tired. Sick and tired of love. He's tired of being loved. I've had my fill of love. He's had his fill. He gets too much. From below and above. See, that happens when you're president, too. Tired. Tired. Tired of being admired. That is a difficult thing. Tired of love uninspired. Sure, Dr. Jill. Let's face it. 
Let's face it, he's tired. That's uh, he's the Lily von Stupp of American politics, I think. And and uh, you may remember also that uh, Joe Biden, uh, not too long ago, was uh, well. He had uh, he talked about this uh, this very thing um, because he's not as young as as he used to be. In fact, he's not as young as anybody used to be. We don't feel no ways tired. We've come too far from where we started. Nobody told me the road would be easy, and I don't believe he brought me this far to stop now. That's right. See, they got the music behind it and stuff. It's like North Korean propaganda. That's from, uh, you know, a black uh, gospel thing. And and he stole that, actually, from Hillary Clinton, who uh, whipped that out at a black church while pandering. Remember, she keeps hot sauce in her purse at all times, just in case, you know, a black person asks her if uh, she's, uh, she carries something in her purse at all times. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. Yes, they're very black, aren't they? If you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're not black. Remember when he told that to Charlemagne, the misspelled God? That was great. And, uh, yeah, if you don't vote for him, you're not black. And that's, and that's uh, he's also, I think you should probably get the Lily von Stupp vote. Uh, as well from Blazing Saddles. That is, that's our president. But the new book says uh, he's tired and no pill or exercise regimen can can uh, keep him from feeling tired. And he doesn't really start his day before 10 a.m. and then he usually wraps up at uh, 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. at the latest. And and uh, he's, not, he's not up to the job. And honestly, I've been, you know, I posted a video months ago now saying that Joe Biden would not be the Democrat Party's candidate next year. And at this point, I think that needs some updating. I think it's about time for Joe Biden to step down as president. He, uh, he did claim about two years ago now that if uh, the day came, he would fake, this is what he said, he would fake a, a physical malady of some kind and uh, that he would step down to make room for the next generation of dim-witted numbskull uh, that uh, also is hell-bent on destroying Western civilization you know, in keeping with the traditions of the Democrat Party. Um, You know, Joe Biden, we have the September 11th anniversary coming up. Uh, When does that happen, Democrats are asking? (laughs) It'll be on September 11th, see, (laughs) which is is not too far away. And um, the uh, the headline is Biden to observe upcoming 9-11 anniversary in Alaska. He's going to be in Alaska. Why would he be in Alaska? Uh... Because it's cold, it's cold up there, burr, and he um, he's not gonna he's not gonna be at New York, uh, New York Ground Zero. He's not gonna be in uh, the Washington area, perhaps in uh, Virginia, Arlington at the Pentagon. He's not gonna go there. Why would he do that? Ground Zero, you know, maybe because he might be booed. He might be. It's you know they're very worried about optics. They love this word optics in Washington, and if Joe Biden showed up at uh, at Ground Zero in uh, lower Manhattan, where the radical Islamic jihadi terrorist mass-murdering bloodthirsty ghouls crashed airliners into the tall buildings there. Um, He might be booed because he's such a terrible commander-in-chief, and everybody that serves in the military knows it. Even if they voted for him, they know it. And uh, will he go to the Pentagon? Well, the Pentagon would be more uh, well-disciplined, certainly. Uh, But uh, he is in danger of being booed at these venues. And then, of course, there's Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And and for every anniversary since 
uh, 2001, the presidents of the United States have appeared at at least one of those locations, but not Joe Biden, not this year, because he's coming home from India, the empire, you know, and uh, the the Fox News story, Biden to observe upcoming 9-11 anniversary in Alaska in departure from tradition. Biden's decision marks the first time a president memorializes 9-11 at a location other than the White House or uh, the three attack sites. So that's uh, that's your Joe Biden. The White House announced this week that President Biden will observe, is going to observe a glacier floating by the anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attack in Alaska, not any of the three attack sites. On Monday, September 11th, Biden will travel to a military base in Alaska where he will mark the 22nd anniversary of the attacks in a memorial ceremony with members of the military and their families. White House Press Secretary Cringe on Pierre said in a statement, the White House explained that the president will travel to Alaska to mark the somber occasion. Sure. Um, after his September 10th trip to Hanoi, Vietnam, that's where the communists reside, and they're in charge thanks to the Democrats who undermined the United States of America uh, during the Vietnam War. You know, Hanoi Jane and, and all of that stuff. So I got that going for us. I have been to Hanoi, to Hanoi, Vietnam, um, and it's it's communist. You know what it feels like? A communist place. feels like kind of, Liberals love it. I prefer Saigon. I think Sa- liberals call it Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, the people there call it Saigon because, you know, they fought the war against the communists and then, you know, how that goes, you know, the rest of that goes. So he's going to be in Hanoi uh, enjoying uh, uh, tea and crumpets with the communists there in Hanoi where the Hanoi Hilton is. And, uh, in fact, uh, the other night, Saturday night, my best girl and I had dinner with a, a survivor of the Hanoi Hilton, uh, an eight-year survivor of the Hanoi Hilton. And I don't go throwing about names without prior consent, uh, but and his uh, wonderful wife. The uh, uh, great people that came along on our last sea cruise, as a matter of fact. Wonderful, great Americans, ton of fun, so much fun. So he's going to be in Hanoi, uh, Vietnam the day before, and he's going to meet with Vietnamese General Secretary Nguyen Phu Trong and uh, other communist leaders to discuss technological innovation to communism and climate change. He's going to talk about the weather. Hey, weather is kooky, isn't it? Yeah, they don't care. They're communists. They're going to bayonet you when you uh, get there. In an effort to bolster the two nations' relationship, he's trying to open a relationship. He's the perfect guy for this. Simultaneously, while Biden's participation in 9-11 ceremonies in Alaska, Vice President, she's our Vice President, Kamala Harris, and Second Gentleman, Doug Emhoff, Joe Biden still doesn't know what to call him, will mark the occasion in a uh, commemoration ceremony at the National September 11th Memorial Museum in New York City. She'll be at New York According to Cringe, Cringe on Pierre, the First Lady, uh, Jill Biden, will lay a wreath at the 9-11 Pentagon Memorial. But Joe Biden, he couldn't possibly make it back. Hey, commies in Hanoi, I got to, you know, I got to get out of here about 10 hours early so I can be back in Washington or be in New York City. He does have his own 747, two of them, in fact, and he could get back in time, but he's not going to because, you know, he's not on our side. And he doesn't care. And I honestly think that they may be concerned that he'll be booed. And that might be something that they're thinking about. Because believe it or not, he's running for re-election as president of the United States. Even though his brain, she's a broke. She's a no good. That's a no good. That brain of his. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 
Mm-mm-mm. Just, uh, just amazing stuff. He's tired. He is Lily Vunchtup. And, uh, and there's more. They got uh, the radical left-wing extremists at Media Matters. Who's that? Is that funded by Hanoi, by Fandun Truck or uh, somebody? Because that uh, might as well be. Their uh, Media Matters has the headline, The right's latest attempt to prove Biden is senile is breathtakingly cynical. Well, you should check out the polls because the, the polls show that even Democrats believe that he's not up for running for re-election and uh, serving a second term. When he left, he'd be 111 years old, left after a second term. Kind of amazing. It is an amazing thing. Uh, oh, and speaking of his vacations, and they, they go into this story, Strom Thurmond and the case of multiple civil rights acts. And this is kind of a funny one, this story, because Joe Biden said the other day that he convinced longtime Dixiecrat, Southern Democrat, Senator, and well-known racist Strom Thurmond, who I interviewed uh, repeatedly when he was in the Senate, uh, and uh, I was, uh, you know, doing interviews on Capitol Hill in my previous iteration. Uh, at, the, uh, at a reception for the uh, civil rights group on Monday, President Joe Biden responded to a white supremacist gunman, racially motivate, motivated slaughter of three black people in Jacksonville, Florida, the previous day, now, not mentioning the uh, three um, teenage African-Americans that were murdered in Washington, D.C. over the weekend, a uh, matter of blocks from the White House, but that didn't come up uh, because they're all murdered by black people. The president described white supremacy as a poison that's been allowed to grow uh, faster and fester. He's going to grow faster and fester. I think he was probably misreading the teleprompter, don't you? Fester in our communities. Well, the Democrat Party launched all this stuff. Uh, but uh, then he said, America is the most multiracial and dynamic nation in the history of the world, and hate will not prevail. Well, you guys should stop hating everybody. And I got another idea, too. Stop shooting everybody. And then he talked about how he convinced Senator Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act. In uh, That was a, a Civil Rights Act and. 1964, right? And uh, Joe Biden wasn't in the Senate in 1964, which I know is hard to believe. He got there about nine years later, and Strom Thurmond didn't vote for the Civil Rights Act. Other than that, it was a heck of a claim. But then they want to say, well, much later when Strom Thurmond became a Republican, he voted for later civil rights legislation. And uh, that's because he was a Republican, then he stopped being a Democrat, the party of, you know, the Confederacy and the Klan and Jim Crow and and uh, slavery uh, and lynching, which is the Democrat Party. Uh, but it's true, once he became a Republican, he uh, started voting in favor of, uh, like, the Voting Rights Act of 1980. So the White House came back, and they tried to clean it up and said, well, what he meant to say was he got Strom Thurmond to vote for the Voting Rights Act in 1980 when they were both in the Senate. And uh, never mind, uh, never mind that. But uh, this is, and, and, and it's the, the news media doing uh, cleanup on, on Isle Joe and uh, the White House doing cleanup on Isle Joe. And it's, and it's just an embarrassment to the United States of America that this man is the president of the United States. And it is past time, I think, that he stepped down. It's time for him to step down as president. He's got to get out of the way. He's not up to the job. But at least he'll be at, uh, what do they call it now, Joint Base Elmendorf? in Alaska for the 9-11 anniversary because he can't make it because he's got to spend time with the communists in Hanoi. 
couldn't break out of there early after coming home from the G20 in India. Going to stop to talk to the commies. Couldn't possibly make the anniversary of September 11th. Oh, they, the Pearl Harbor of uh, generation. You know, but it's another way of disrespecting the military and the United States of America. Our customs, our traditions, our sovereignty. That's Joe Biden. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. They are uh, very angry over there at Media Matters, the... uh amazing stuff that very bitter if you quote Joe Biden accurately and make fun of him they become very upset Republicans and their right wing media propagandists are totally uninterested in any of this you know he claims that he got Strom Thurmond to vote for um, bills in the 1980s and 1990s Strom Thurmond is not here to defend himself the Civil Rights Act of 1991 the Voting Rights Act of 1980 and Joe Biden's uh, taking credit for that. Uh, so he had given up the Democrat Party and become a Republican by that time. So naturally, he had to stop being a racist. You know how that goes. Democrats, very angry, lashing out. Uh, let's go to the telephones, Jeff. Let's go to uh, Michael calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. <clears throat> well, good morning, Chris Plant. How are you? I'm just splendid, thank you. Happy to be an American. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, every time we uh, talk about Joe Biden's inabilities and incoherence, uh, Jean, Corinne Jean-Pierre tells us to just watch, watch him. And he says it himself, just just watch me. Uh-huh. And I keep saying, well, what are we supposed to watch him do? Every time we ask him a question, he shuffles away from the podium and refuses to continue answering questions. He, he's barely awake, you know, 13 hours a day. I don't know what he does with his time. Uh, he's at least asleep 11 hours every day. Uh, he's pulling a, a lid on the day early often. Uh, we don't really see much that we could say he's accomplished on his own. And uh, what he does do is get things wrong most every time he says anything at any uh, press briefing. It's, it's amazing what uh, they can try to cover for him on uh, day in and day out and act like it's normal behavior. Yeah, um, and – I think you took Cringe's advice and you decided to watch him. You said, well, okay, I'll watch him. And you watch him fall up the stairs to Air Force One again and again. You watch him trip over a sandbag and, and uh, fall to the ground. You, uh, you're right. You watch him get everything wrong. We've watched him. Uh, Michael, I think it's time for him to step down. That's me. I'm, I'm kind of old-fashioned when it comes to this. But uh, you've been watching him, and uh, he's defined by his inabilities. That's Joe Biden. That's who he is. He's not going to be the nominee next year. He's not going to be the candidate. And uh, I think it's time for him to, to, you know, pass the torch. (laughs) 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.